0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to com slash winbet at com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast, uh, complete with three weird noises that I don't know what they are. We'll try and establish in a moment. Today is uh, Tuesday, August the 17th. Uh, My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England with a full handicap of 15 games for Wednesday August the 17th joining me uh, first of all from Houston Texas is the machine Moon off Manji off was you making that noise
1: I don't think it was me uh, I don't know maybe just a glitch <laughs> there but uh, yeah glad to be back with you boys uh, had a good night last night hopefully we can continue that on Tuesday and then into Wednesday so uh, starting to finally read the board I guess uh, better than I was last month
0: good man uh And also, Dylan Rockford joining us this evening. Dylan, how are you doing, man? I'm
2: doing well. Coming off a big night as well, 6-4. and Mets broke my heart last night. But, uh, yeah, we hit on the Marlins. And uh, we also hit on the Dodgers. We hit on the um, Mariners coming through in the the ninth. So, uh, some good hits last night.
0: Yeah, that um, Angels-Mariners game, I think you kind of feel like you were lucky the way it happened because it was 2-2 and then the angels threw it into our laps really. But then also that was part of our handicap that we said you can't back the angels because they will do something like that. So in a way you feel a little bit fortunate that that's how it happened. But part of the reason we backed them because they keep doing shit like that. didn't
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about before we went uh, live and, just not even be on a ground ball to second base i think not even being able to get an out is you just can't put your money on a team like that so
0: yeah they were really struggling um the other interesting one was the the um Tampa Bay Rays and the Yankees cuz the Yankees just struggled again to score any runs um lost 4 nothing to the Rays and possibly might just be uh, a little bit of concern. I know Johnny Junta was getting stuck into all of us, actually. Um, he wasn't taking any prisoners yesterday when we brought out our MLB um, podcast power rankings. Uh, Johnny was straight on getting stuck into everyone about how high we drank the Yankees due to their recent form and was backed back that up last night by them uh, being absolutely terrible. But, yeah, I went OK. I went 10-6 and six, uh, over on Tally. site. So, Moonaf's having a good month. Uh, Dylan, you were second on... Uh, on the leaderboard that appeared over on Twitter yesterday. We know we're a bit lower down. So, yeah, the boys are going okay. And we look to keep it going tomorrow. Uh, we've got some day games tomorrow. First off is lunchtime uh, on the East Coast, 12.35 Eastern, between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds, where Ranger Suarez will draw the start for Philly. And Nick Lodolo gets the start for the Reds. Um I'm using a different uh, page for my lines tonight, but I'll try and keep up. Uh, the Phillies are minus 165. The Cincinnati Reds are plus 140. And the total here is set at eight and a half. And this
1: one is with you. Uh, is it off I think? Yes, sir. Uh, Phillies uh, Ranger Suarez on the mound. I mean, he is uh, having a pretty good season, especially recently. Uh, eight and five, three point five two ERA. Uh, last five games, he's two and zero with a one point two seven ERA. He's only allowed four earned runs in twenty eight and one thirds innings pitched uh, on the road this season. Six and one with a two point six nine ERA against NL Central teams um he he has ERA of 1.53 um his last two I mean his last like I mentioned his last five starts he's been absolutely incredible the Phillies have won um his last five starts in a row um and they're giving him the run support as well and they've covered the run line in three out of those five games where Ranger Suarez has has started so uh you're going up against Nick Lodolo who is a left-handed pitcher his last start was in the Field of Dreams game uh, against the Cubbies. Uh, he's three and four on the season, four point seven two ERA at home this season. Three and two with a three point five zero ERA. Um, he has given up some runs over his last two games, seven earned runs uh, in uh, about nine and two thirds innings pitched. Uh, the walks are a huge concern for Nick Lodolo, and I think that if the Phillies are able to stay patient at the plate that they can you know get on base that way and really uh score some runs against Nicola Dolo and the Reds he's given up at least two walks and five straight starts he's given up at least three walks and three out of the five uh throughout the last five starts so I like the um the Phillies here, I think that they're cont- continuing to win games here. I like the first five run line. I know uh, people who had the full game run line yesterday got a bad beat with um, Noah Syndergaard being out there for one, one pitch too long. So I'm going to shrink this down. I'm going to go with that first five run line for the um, Phillies with Ranger Suarez, especially with the form that he is in, Malcolm.
0: Uh, Dylan, first game in the night, Phillies at the Reds.
2: Yeah, I'll start off with the home puppy boys. Give me the Reds on the money line plus one thirty. Uh, I only made the Phillies a minus one twenty favorite with Ranger Suarez on the mound. Uh, the Rays, they play, the Reds, excuse me, they did play the Phillies pretty tough in the first game. I I was on that bad beat moon off, so tough one for the for us, but. Uh, yeah, Nick Lodolo, I, I think he's been really good at home. In his last three starts at home, he's been been able to pitch 16 innings and he's only given up five runs. The Reds won two of those last three games as well. So the Reds, they usually give him some run support. And I know taking the Reds is very risky right now, but I think Lodolo can keep him in the game. if, he, Like you said, if he's able to keep his So I, They're live here at home, so give me the home puppy here.
0: Um, yeah, that's a, a brave pick. Yeah. Um... Dylan, but I don't mind it. The Reds uh, are going to win the odd game here and there. I didn't mind Lodolo, actually. I think he's got potential. I think there's better days ahead for Lodolo. And I felt like backing him here, but I wasn't as brave as you in taking the Reds. But I did come down on the side of the under here. Just the fact the Reds don't score that many runs, even though you mentioned Lodolo does get some uh, run support. Suarez is going along better than I thought he would be, actually. I thought he, he was a candidate for a bit of regression in the second half of the season, but that hasn't transpired. Um, so the line is at eight and a half, which is a lot when you take into account how many, Reds, uh, how many runs that the Reds do score. Uh, so I'll start off with an under uh, in the Phillies and the Reds. 105 Eastern first pitches the Chicago Cubs at the Washington Nationals. Uh, lefty Drew Smiley takes the hill for the Cubs and Corey Abbott goes for Washington. Uh, the Chicago Cubs are... Minus 140. Washington Nationals are plus a plus 120. Totally is set at nine. Uh Drew Smiley, five and six, three sixty-nine ERA. His pitch seventy and two-thirds with 61 strikeouts. Abbott is 0-2 with a 594 ERA, 16 and 2 thirds, and 16 strikeouts. Um, Smiley's been going along really nicely. Uh 242 in his last uh five starts. And he's got a five earned run start thrown in there as well. Um He's pitched well against the Mets and the Phillies, so he's been competitive against the um the better teams, and I think he can go well here uh, against probably the worst-hitting team in uh, in MLB. I would say Um, this is going to be Corey Abbott's fourth start for the Nationals. Um, Two of the three he's had have been poor, and there's really nothing to trust. (coughs) Excuse me. in what Abbott's going to give us tomorrow, um, I handicapped all of these games much earlier on before I so saw any prices, and I had the um, Chicago down as a win with a question behind it. So I don't mind them at a minus one forty. I'd happily take a, a minus one forty price here. I've actually got them down on the run line um, at plus one thirty. I think they can cover. I think they can get ahead on Abbott quite early, uh, and I think they'll stay there. So yeah, everything Cubs related for me tomorrow. Uh, Moonaf, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at Washington's uh, numbers against left-handed pitching and they are number 12 in WRC plus. Um, I also see that they are uh, let me see. I was trying to figure out their slugging percentage against left-handed pitching number seven over the last two weeks and they're also number eight in uh, OPS against left-handed pitching. So I think this might be a game where we do see runs being scored. I mean, you mentioned it. Corey Abbott has been, he's been hasn't been that great, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say over his last Five games, zero and two, six point three two ERA allowed, eleven earned runs in about fifteen and two thirds innings pitched. Um, got blown up against the Phillies in a road start, um, and again last week against, or sorry, his last start against the Padres. He gave up three earned runs off of uh, four hits in that game. Walks are another; is a an, he's another pitcher that walks are concerned. Is uh, Corey Abbott? Um, he's given up at least two walks in three straight games and allowed at least three walks in uh, f- uh, th- two out of the last three games. So. I think I like the over in this game between the Cubs and the Nationals. Nationals, you know, even with the loss of Juan Soto and Josh Bell, they're still able to pull up uh, put up runs, um, and I don't trust the bullpen of the Nationals either. So give me the over in this game for between the Cubs and the Nationals.
0: Uh, so one for the Cubs, one for the overs. Dylan, what's the third vote?
2: Yeah, give me the Cubs here on the money line, uh, Malcolm. I was able to get a minus one thirty. At a minus one forty, I still like nice. my favorite. I favored him up to a minus one fifty five. I think it's good value here with the much better pitcher and Drew Smiley. Four of his last five wins have come on the road this season, so he hasn't allowed a single run in the month of August, and he pitches much better during the day, where he's three and one with a two twenty ERA. So the Nationals they did take the first game of the series, but. In this matchup, I don't think they'll be able to get to Smiley. So, the Nationals strike out the third most in the league. So, maybe you want to look toward his Smiley K prop, but I'm going to play it safe and take the Cubbies here on the money line.
0: Uh, next up, in fact, I'll say good evening to Captain Insano. Captain Insano is in the chat tonight. He is this week's opponent for me. Uh, in the DGC, You'll notice Noah's still in hiding after I spanked him last week uh, for the second time this season. So hopefully he'll get over it and come out of hiding uh, for a show here at some point this week. But uh, Captain Insane was in the chair this week uh, and he's doing a lot better. Um, than, in fact, I think he's top of the table. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm um, feel like we going to give him a little bit of stick this week. So good evening to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, one ten Eastern, first pitch, is the Kansas City Royals against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, where Daniel Lynch will take the hill for the Royals and Tyler Marley goes for Minnesota. Uh, the lines are mu- plus 155 for the Kansas City Royals, uh, minus 180 for Minnesota with a total here set at eight and a half. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off with this
2: one. Yeah, giving the twins here on the run line. I love backing Tyler Marley in this spot going up against Daniel Lynch, who isn't really backable for me right now. He's faced the Twins three times. He's 1-1 with a three eighty six ERA. The Twins were able to take two of those three games as well. The last three wins uh, for the Twins over the Royals have been by two or more runs. So when they beat them, they do usually cover the run line. So I think the Twins have the better bats, and I expect Mally to really limit the Royals' opportunity. So um, I, I got it at a plus 135 on the run line, so I'll happily take that.
1: Nice uh moon off Kansas City at the Twins. It makes me nervous that Tyler Molly is still struggling in home starts. I know he's with Minnesota now, but he had a game against the Toronto Blue Jays at target field there and he still gave up four earned runs um off of five hits, three of which were with three of which were home runs. And then he went on a road start against the Angels. I know it was the Angels. Uh their offense seems to be turning it around a bit. I know they got David Fletcher back. Uh last night was um you know, we already talked about it. It's a joke of a franchise right now. But <laughs> um, I, I see the case where, you know, again, we talked about or I talked about a lot that Guardians, White Sox, Twins are all in the battle for the AL Central and that this is where they need to, you know, beat up against a lesser competition. Um, but Daniel Lynch, uh, he's been pretty good so far this season, especially over his last five games 1 0 with a 3.38 ERA. Has faced the Minnesota Twins uh, three times already this season. He has a 3.86 ERA against them. Six earned runs off of 14 innings pitched. Um, I, I just think that, I don't know, I feel like there is some value on the Royals here, um, on the money line price, but I, I'm not going to back it. But if you had a gun to my head, I, I would uh, bet on the Royals at plus 155 price.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, it was another total for to me and it was another under. Um, I like both these pitches. molly has been great recently. Um, and I've watched probably too much Kansas City Royals than anyone should have to. Uh, they seem we have had a lot of games that fit my time zone uh, over the last three or four weeks. And the Royals and um, Lynch, uh, Lynch has been going okay. in Kansas City, I don't mind watching them, but they don't score an awful lot of runs. I thought both pitchers could keep this tight. Maybe a first five-under might be a better way to go here. I do think the Twins will win, um, as Dylan pointed out, and it might be. Something like a, a four to one, five to one, something like that. So yeah, take the twins, but uh, a low-scoring game, uh, a slow burn, a first five under, or a full game under uh, at even money would be the way I would play this one. Three seven, Eastern first pitch: the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays. Austin Voth takes the hill for Baltimore, and Ross Stripling is back. Uh, he is going for Toronto. The Baltimore Orioles are plus 140. The Toronto Blue Jays minus 165. Total here is set at nine. Moon after lead us off with the Orioles at the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, it was really hard for me to come down on a side in this game. Uh, Austin Voth has been pretty good over his last five games, so he has a 2-0 record with a 2.61 ERA. Um, Doesn't have much history against the Toronto Blue Jays, at least this season. Uh, He's pitched in two innings against them, gave up one earned run. Uh, on the road is where he's gotten into trouble this season. One and one with a five point four six ERA for him. And then, like you mentioned, Ross Stripling is back for the um, for the Toronto Blue Jays. His last start was on July thirtieth. Um, he's allowed exactly or given up yeah uh, t- at least two earned runs in four of his last five starts prior to going on the IL. Over his last five games, one and one with three point two four ERA. At home this season, 2-2 two and two with a 3.02 ERA. And I want to filter this down and see how he's done against the Royals um, in his career. He did face them three times last season, and he has an ERA in that span of 5.84 with a 1-0 record. So th- this Baltimore Orioles team, they're a feisty bunch. Um, and, you know, they, they got the victory against Kikuchi. They face Alec Manoa on Tuesday evening. I think this may be a spot where, again, I think we see runs being put up. I don't trust uh, Austin Vaught, especially on the road. If this was a home game for him, I would definitely be backing him. But I think that we do see some runs being scored here in this game. So give me the over nine uh, between the Orioles and the Blue Jays.
0: So a total for Moon afterlin. what was the number that you manufactured for this
2: one? Yeah, I'm actually going to go on the other side. Give me the under nine. I made my total 8.7. I I know when these two teams get together, it usually means runs will be scored. But I think this matchup between Stripling and Voth can get us under the number. Austin Voth has done a good job on the road his past four games. Only three runs given up on the road in 15 innings. With Stripling, he is being activated off the I.L. And usually I like to fade pitchers coming back. But from what I saw for him before going on the I.L., Makes me confident he'll have a strong outing here against the Orioles. So, I'm banking on that both pitchers have strong outings. So, give me the under nine at minus 115.
0: Yeah, you're right. Stripling was going okay before um, he got hurt. Um, I've got slight reservations about him, but I've got bigger reservations about the Blue Jays. They're not in the same category exactly as the Angels um, or one or two other teams that we just can't bring ourselves to back at the moment. But minus 165, they're certainly not to be trusted, uh, Toronto. And I think they have just on the value here, um, Baltimore. They beat them last night. Uh, there's obviously going to be a game in between that one and the one we're handicapping now. But Baltimore plus 140 on the money line. I've got no problem with that at all because they've been more than competitive um, and you just can't trust Toronto. So, yeah, I'm happy to take the value out with the Baltimore Orioles. 407 Eastern first pitch. This is our only TBD pitch with the game. Uh, therefore, numbers um, not on the board for this one. It's the Seattle Mariners against those LA Angels. Um, probably a good job the Angels aren't on the board. we we'll just pan them again. Uh, George Kirby goes for the Mariners. Um, like I say, nothing for the Angels. Therefore, no lines. Uh, George Kirby, he's been great. 4 and 3 with a 339 ERA, 85 innings and 86 strikeouts. Um, but he's had four starts back in the rotation. Um, he, st- he started earlier in the season, was out for a little while, and he's been back. And he's starting to fulfil that hype now. There's a lot of talk about him. And he's been really, really good. So I expect a good start from Kirby. But apart from that, I can't really add much. Um, maybe a possibly a K prop on Kirby. Um, we talked last night that the Angels do strike out. I didn't actually see the K numbers last night. Um, if, I don't know if one of you two boys has them. In front of you. In fact, it's the game we're talking about tonight. We're talking about Robbie Ray, in the uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Ray who goes against the LA Angels tonight. So it might be worth keeping an eye on how many times the Angels strike out tonight uh, and see if George Kirby can get to them tomorrow. But uh, yeah, nothing else from that one on me with a lack of info. Munaf, um Mariners, or anything particularly on just how terrible the Angels are?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can put your hard-earned money behind this team right now. Um, you yeah, know, I mean, we, last night was a prime example. You know, we talked about this at the top of the show there, Malcolm. Um it, it's just they're they're just, you know, to it in for the season. The Mariners have a lot to play for, right? They're they're in that, you know, wild card race in the American League. George Kirby has been okay. Uh speaking of the Robbie Ray, I know it's on Tuesday night, uh but I did take the over on his strikeouts. He struck out, you know, um if you're watching this live, this may be something that you may want to get down on. He faced the Angels twice already this season, um, and he has 10 strikeouts in both of those games. So right now it was listed at seven and a half for this morning. And last night we saw uh, Luis Castillo uh, get nine strikeouts in about six or seven innings there. So uh, as far as the game for Wednesday, I'm sorry to get off track there. But um, yeah, not much information without the the pitcher for uh, the Angels there. But um, again, I I think regardless, uh, it, it has to be Mariners or nothing for me, Malcolm. Dylan, anything to add to this?
2: Uh, no, nothing really. I, I hope we could get the Mariners under a minus 140. I mean, Captain Insano, he did say Kirby in his two games versus the Angels, 14K. So maybe you want to look towards a K prop with Kirby. He's had, very, had a lot of success against the Angels. So I like that play. I'll probably tell him.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Sharp play there. Um, the lines that we're going to give out, the place you need to uh, go to to find them and take advantage of the best place uh, to place your... Baseball bets is with WinBet. Um, The perfect time if you bet $100, you'll get a $100 free bet, and you can also avail yourself of the reduced juice um, in baseball games. Or Like I say, WinBet is the best place to bet MLB. The casino at WinBet is open 24 hours a day. You'll get a 100% deposit match, up to $1,000. And Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns, prop bets as well to choose from go to sports slash winbet. That's sports slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today offer subject to change. T's and Cs at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700 and odds trader. Um can't talk enough about this um, odds trade has all the tools you need under one roof. Um, they will compare odds from all major sports books, they will compare and give you the best sign up codes, promo codes, bonuses, uh, things like that. So, your money goes further. And then you've got the in game stuff as well, so all the statistics, key games, stats, injury reports, game day, weather. On top of that is the bet tracker, uh, which is a great tool, um, for all us DGens as well. So, odds.
1: Did we lose Malcolm? I think we lost Malcolm here. So uh, let's let's see what happens here, if he comes back or not. But um, I know he's talking about odds, Trader. Um, Which game did he leave off on there,
2: Dylan? Was it the Jays game? You're on mute. This is going like shit. Uh, The last game we talked about was Mariners Angels. Now we're on Padres Marlins. All right.
1: Uh, So here, I'll get over to the Padres Marlins here. Uh, 5-10 Eastern start between the San Diego Padres and the Miami Marlins. Mike Clevenger on the mound for the San Diego Padres. And Pablo Lopez takes the mound for the Miami Marlins. Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the Miami Marlins are a plus 120 home underdog, uh, minus 140 on the money line for the San Diego Padres. Over under set at 7, run line minus 1.5 plus 130 for the Padres and plus 1.5 minus 150 for the Miami Marlins. Uh, Dylan, why don't you lead us off here for this game between the Padres and the Marlins.
2: Yeah, so I, I took the Marlins in the first two games of this series, and I, I usually like to back Pablo Lopez, but I just don't think this is a good spot. He just hasn't looked the same in his last three, four starts. So the Mariners, they've actually lost his last three starts at home. And oh, by the way, the Marlins can't seem to score more than three runs. So I don't expect them to give Lopez any run support. I think Mike Clevenger is the better pitcher right now. Besides that one bad start against the Dodgers, He's been pretty solid on the road. Every Everyone really has a bad start at some point against the Dodgers. So I, I trust the Bats to turn it around for the Padres much more than I do the Marlins. So at this short price, I got the Padres at a minus 130, so I'll take them on the money line.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Pablo Lopez was a pitcher that was doing really well early on in the season. But over his last five games, he's one in three with a 6.39 ERA. The one bad start was against uh, your Mets there, Dylan, where he gave up six earned runs in two and two-thirds innings pitched. He was okay in his last start against the Atlanta Braves, where he did go five and two-thirds innings and allowed two earned runs uh, to the Atlanta Braves. And again, the, the the offenses of both of these teams are a question. It's crazy to say that about the Padres after, you know, getting Juan Soto and of that. And they just seems there's just something not right with this Padres team here right now. So um, and you mentioned, again, the Marlins are just on that streak of where they haven't scored more than three runs. Fortunately for them last night, uh, they got it done with a three nothing victory over the Padres. But, um, you know, at some point, the offense is going to turn around and we probably want to get ahead of that curve. Maybe it is this game uh, with these two pitchers. I would slightly lean towards actually the over in this game at a number of seven. Um, I think uh, insane also agrees that it's a uh, maybe on the first five innings uh, total. Uh, you want to probably take a look at the over three and a half in this game as well with these two pitchers on the mound. All right. Uh, still missing Malcolm, but uh, I'll keep it going here, guys. Uh, next game on the board. It's going to be, uh, let's go with the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium. 7.05 Eastern start. Corey Kluber takes the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays, and Domingo Harman is on the mound for the New York Yankees. Looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing um, – give me one second, bear with me. I am currently seeing the Yankees. Okay, my screen just went out, too. Boy, we're just all over the place today. Uh, Yankees, minus 155 on the money line, plus 135 home underdog. Sorry, road underdog for the Tampa Bay Rays. Over-under set at 8 with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 130 for the New York Yankees. And plus 1.5, minus 150 for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Dylan, why don't you lead us off here for this game between the Rays and the Yankees?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think this pick will come as a surprise, but I'm just going to continue to fade the Yankees. It looks like Stan will be out a little longer than expected. I mean, he's had a history of injury, and usually when they say two, three weeks, just double. It's going to be six weeks with, with always with him. So, And it doesn't help that they aren't getting help from guys like Gleyber Torres, Hicks, and Judge can't hit a home run every game. So yeah, I, I think it's bad when – IKF is the only one producing runs. So you, I think everyone saw the clip last night of Rizzo banging his helmet on the dugout. And I, I think they all know in the clubhouse something's going wrong with this this team. So I, I just can't in good faith right now put money on this team. They they have been held scoreless in the past two games, which is crazy to say with this lineup. So I, I think their struggle continues. So give me the raise at this price. I got them at a plus 150.
1: Yeah, Corey Kluber of his last five games, he's two and two with a six point nine one ERA. I mean, he, he he gives up the runs. He's given up at least three earned runs in uh, five straight games. He's given up at least four earned runs in four of the last five games. He got shelled by the uh, Baltimore uh, Orioles in his last start, uh, where he went five and two thirds innings, gave up ten hits and seven earned runs to the Orioles in that game. And you know, I think these are two offenses where, like I like you mentioned, and we can't get behind right now for whatever reason. I mean, when you look at this Yankees offense, it's, I mean, you have Aaron judge DJ LeMahieu, but after that, do they really have anybody in this lineup that can hit for average and home runs outside of judge and Stanton? I just don't see it. And Aaron Hicks has just been absolutely atrocious for this Yankees team. So again, I made the mistake last night of taking them on the run line minus one and a half. I mean, Garrett Cole did well in the first six innings of that game. But they just weren't able to score runs like we just mentioned. So I, I think that we may have to take a look at the under in this game until the offense, at least for the Yankees, turns it around here. I think the the eight may be a smidge too high, uh, especially with both of these pitchers. And Domingo Armand has been going very well uh, for the New York Yankees. I mean, you take a look at his numbers for this uh, season, or right, since he returned, um he's one and two with a four point one eight ERA, but at home he's one and oh uh only has one home start so far this season. It's crazy to think that he's had two runs and six off of six hits uh um, for the uh New York Yankees. And uh trying to get Malcolm back here. And Malcolm is back. Malcolm, what happened, buddy? Did your power go out or something?
0: I power went out and I had to go and get the IT department out of bed to come and fix it. Um you know you know how that works. So yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. Is the short answer. Oh, shit. Right, okay. Anyway, what did I miss? Is everyone having a lovely time?
1: Yeah, so we we got through the Marlins and the Padres game, and we're on the Rays and Yankees, if you want to give your handicap for that and then take it from here. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, sorry about that, everyone. Everything, my phone died and my computer died all at the same time. So I'm guessing uh, the internet died is what happened. So uh, where are we? The Tampa Bay is Corey Kluber. Uh seven and seven, four forty ERA, one hundred and sixteen and two-thirds pitched with hundred and three strikeouts. Uh Domingo Haman, one and two, four eighteen ERA, twenty-three and two-thirds pitched, seventeen strikeouts. Uh Kluber struggling last five, six ninety-one ERA. Uh those five starts, he's given up seven three, four 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 earned runs. Um he's got a four forty-two road ERA on the season. That's pitched twelve innings against the Yankees. Uh, this year, only giving up one earned run. Um, this is going to be her man's sixth start. He's beginning to get stretched out now. He went six innings uh, for the first time in his last start. Um, and his last four starts have all given up only one or two runs. This game, I would like to know the result of what happens in the game. That's going to go the Tuesday night game before I handicap this one. It's really tricky because I was, I thought the Yankees would get right Last night on Monday, they didn't. They didn't score any runs. They lost four to nothing. And then I've picked them to win uh, as, a, as a good get-right spot on the Tuesday night. Uh, but if they don't uh, do it tonight, then I, you're going to have to leave them. At some point, you just need to leave them alone for a little while. Um, so tentatively, um, I had the Yankees down. Like I said earlier on, I handicapped these games um, before I saw any prices at all. Um, so I had the I had the Yankees down uh, tentatively as my winners for this one. and um, But that price is now coming out. Let's have a look. Minus 175. So that's not very fancy. What I'll do here is I'll, I'll go a little bit safer. I'll take the under eight, um, just with the Yankees not scoring very many runs, even though um, Kluber has given up a few. But he's gone well against the Yankees so far this season. And I think Herman can go okay against the Rays. So we'll go for a low scoring game. Um, Without, because I, like I say, I don't trust the Yankees. Um, all the Rays really at the moment. That would be my reading of it, Munaf.
1: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I like the under in this game as well. Um, you know, again, we, both these offenses are struggling, and we're just kind of talking about how the Yankees offense. I mean, it's Aaron Judge, and nobody else has really stepped up for this offense. I know they're missing Stand uh, right behind Judge there, but um, it, it's not good times, and I don't. You know, I made the mistake last night, like I was telling Dylan earlier that i put my money on the yankees run line last night Garrett cole had a good outing but it just wasn't um the offense just wasn't good enough and it hasn't been you know ever since stan left so um i'm on the under eight in this game here malcolm
0: uh dylan same with the magic number
2: uh yeah i do like the under both offenses are struggling uh i did take the raise before you got back on i took them on the money line at plus 150
0: but oh okay sorry.
2: that yeah, no, you're good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Back to Munoz's point. He made a really good point earlier Was saying that there's no one really on this Yankee lineup that hits for average besides IKF. Yeah. They don't really have anyone. And I, I I don't think Cashman gets enough blame because if this trade, when he traded Montgomery for Bader and Bader doesn't come back healthy and swing the bat really well, then I, I just question a lot of the moves that he made at the deadline, especially Frankie Montas and not being able to get Luis Castillo and then Luis Castillo pitching a gem against you so some some questionable moves they made and we'll see if it pays off for them
1: I think yeah, this is the see- one area where the I'm sorry Malcolm to interrupt you Go on, uh, you good where, where the Yankees struggle with is because they' feel like they're just relying on guys to come in and hit for power like up and down the lineup like you have Anthony Rizzo Aaron judge Stanton like guys that's just hit home runs versus if I was putting it together a team, I would at, at least have the one or two spot. I want guys that can hit for average guys. I can hit above 300, get on base and then let my power guys come in and drive those runs. And I think this is where like teams like the Astros have done a great job where they have Jose Altuve guy that can hit for average. And then, you know, you have a, a, the number two spot when they had Michael Brantley, another guy that can hit for average and get on base. And then you have guys like Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman, those guys coming in behind them and, and driving in those runs, whether it's via, you know, extra base hits are all over the fence. I think that's the one area that, that the Yankees, I feel like, really struggle in.
0: Yeah, completely agree. They they don't have many of those uh, bits and bobs players. I.K.F. is one, um, Lemay who and kind of, if, 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 if they're not performing, someone like Aaron Hicks who can steal a base, if he's not performing, they don't have much else. They are, they, they become pretty one-dimensional uh, and if that one dimension isn't um, rolling, which it's not at the moment, uh, it does leave them Exposed and vulnerable, you're absolutely right. Uh, run your pool. Um, Moon Aff's favorite the home of competition, uh, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run your pool offers every game type under the sun from pick'ems and survivors to fantasy pools, it's a one stop shop for sports gambling. With customizable features that you don't get anywhere else, uh, we have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. It's free to enter, some really amazing prizes. Uh, hop in now to reserve your spot. Sign up today at runyourpool.com/sgpn. That's play sorry play dot runyourpool.com/sgpn. Uh, Five hundred cash and two hundred and fifty gift card to the winner. Um, Sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform. I have my first draft. It's the Dgens draft as well. Cody Zeeb from the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We've been on absolute fire lately, by the way. Uh, if you're not following them, if you're not in a NASCAR, it's like finding money in the street. Listening to those boys, so get across and give that one a listen. Uh, but I'm drafting on Sunday night. Uh, that was a really fun league as well last season. I mean, and we're doing that on Sleeper. Uh, the by far, best fantasy app uh, to use in Sleeper of added over or under game, so you can win some money as well. Uh, the first fantasy app to integrate um, a sports contest game into your fantasy experience. The chat box is fun. Tell all your friends' picks. Um, pick a player or two. Pick the props, and then you can win two to 20 times your stake. Uh, if you go to sleeper.com SGP, Sleeper will automatically match that first deposit up to $100. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Detroit Tigers at the St. Louis. St. Louis. It's not the St. It's the Cleveland Guardians. I've got the second name right tonight, Uh, it was the first name that stuck me, Uh, Daniel Norris, left-handed pitcher, uh, will go for the Tigers, and Cal Quantrill is on the hill for Cleveland Uh, the lines on this one are Detroit plus 175 Cleveland are a prohibitive minus 205 totally are a set of 8 Moon half over to you with this one, Um, there was a Little Habib special last night. Uh, you sent me the link to in the chat this afternoon when he he played a beautiful cricket shot. He lofted it on-drive over the bowlers head said for four runs uh, into outfield. Beautiful. I bet uh, Mr. Manji would have been proud of that if that was Jav, Javid, me, and Dad, or Sunil Gaviskor or one of the uh, one of the great Pakistani batsmen.
1: Yeah, that w- that was really funny to see, um, and I think I-, I was watching this game live because I was on the Guardians, and you even saw the reaction. Uh, I think it was a closer for the Guardians who had the uh, the reaction. He just kind of turned around and laughed when he saw he hit the ball that bounced like in front of the plate, like kind of like a cricket swing. It was funny to see. Um, just lost my – Okay, we're on the. You said Tigers and Guardians, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Daniel Norris is on the mound for the Guardians here. Um, he is 0 4 on the season with a 5.97 ERA for this Detroit Tigers team. And he's done pretty well over his last five games, or at least his last start, um, or his last five appearances. I'm, I'm sorry, is what I'm trying to say. He's eight and one thirds innings pitched, only allowed one earned run in that span. Has given up six walks. He did have a start last game against the Chicago Cubs. I'm uh, sorry, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, four and two-thirds of shutout baseball. He only allowed four hits in that span. Um, but, again, I, can we really get behind the offense of the uh, Detroit Tigers? I don't know they broke out a little bit in game two of the doubleheader last night, but – you know Cal Quantrill on the mound for the uh, Guardians. He's three and zero in his last five games with a three point three eight ERA. Pitched pretty well against the Tigers this season in two appearances and two starts. He's one and one with a two point seven zero ERA. Only allowed three earned runs in ten innings pitched. The one thing that really sticks out sticks out to me about uh, Cal Quantrill is at at home this season. He's a perfect six and zero with a three point one six ERA. And I want to see how he's done historically uh, against the uh, Tigers as well because I've talked a lot about this week how this pitching staff of the Guardians has just done so well against the Tigers. And uh, Quantrill, he doesn't have the wins. He's 2-2 two and two since 2020, but he does have a 2.73 ERA against the uh, uh, Detroit Tigers. So I'm going to continue backing the Guardians here. Give me the run line here for the Guardians. I'm not going
2: to blink twice when I think about this one. <laughs>
0: Uh, Dylan, I think this has got Cleveland's run line written all over it for you.
2: Yes, sir. I'm, I'm fading the Tigers this whole series. Why stop now? Give me the Guardians minus one and a half. Uh, they're just a much better team right now. These two teams are going in different directions. Uh, the Tigers, they've lost eight of the last 10, while Guardians have won eight of their last 10. Plus, you guys know I'm high on Cal Quantras. one of my favorite pitchers. Uh, and he hasn't lost a game since July 5th, over a month. So the Guardians have won seven straight games he started plus five straight at home. So I think he's just going to dominate the Tigers. Give me the Guardians first five minus a half and I'll take the Guardians full game run line.
0: Yeah, I think we were all uh, in a position where we just wanted to take the Guardians kind of run line and in relatively low scoring games this week. The fact that the Tigers got a win in the second one yesterday kind of backs up the fact that I wanted to take uh, Cleveland on the run line even more tonight because I think that was the that was the one that the Tigers are going to get. I don't think Cleveland will let them off the hook um, a second time. So, uh, I, yeah, I do love Cal Quantrill as well, the same as you, Dylan. So yeah, Cleveland run line for me at plus one ten. Seven forty five Eastern first pitch is the Colorado Rockies at the St Louis Cardinals. Herman Marquez uh, goes for Colorado, and the man we just mentioned when talking about the Yankees. Um, Jordan Montgomery, left-handed pitcher, goes for St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis are minus 200, 2-1 on. The Colorado Rockies are plus 170. Uh, Totally a set at 7.5. Back to you uh, for your man, Montgomery, Dylan.
2: Yeah, another dog here for me. Give me the Rockies to upset the Cardinals at plus 160. There's no way I could. There's no way Montgomery should be a minus 200 favorite. He has pitched well in his first two starts with the Cardinals, but if you look at his starts before the trade, he lost six straight. And with Herman her, uh, Marquez, he's actually pitched better on the road than at home this season. He just beat the Cardinals in his last start. He went six innings only gave up two runs. So I like their chances in this buy. I think Montgomery comes back to reality a little bit. So give me the Rockies to upset the Cardinals plus 160
1: okay so we've got a big dog there for Dylan moon do you agree ah oh, yeah I mean look Marquez has pretty good numbers against the Cardinals this season and actually throughout his career if you really want to look at it um you know he's been pretty good over his last two games three and two uh, three and uh, three point two three era um, and then seven appearances in his career against the uh st louis cardinals he actually is two and one with a 2.59 era uh montgomery has been really good in his two starts for the um st louis cardinals he's through uh i believe he's thrown 11 innings for the cardinals as a starting pitcher and only allowed zero earned runs in that span so um also only given up six hits too so which kind of brought me to the under in this game between these two guys i mean I, I I see this is a spot where they could, uh, where the Rockies could possibly come in and steal one. But you know what really concerns me is that we had talked about early in the season that the Rockies were doing really well against left-handed pitching, and since then they have kind of cooled off. But the number is starting to climb back up, where they are number twelve now in the entire league over the last two weeks in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. But I just feel like this is going to be a good uh, pitcher's duel here between these two guys who are in good form right now. So I like the under seven and a half in this game between the Rockies and the Cardinals with Marquez and Montgomery.
0: Yeah, I completely disagree with you here, Dylan. I've got St. Louis on the run line here. I think St. Louis is seeing their opportunity in these two series. With um, with the Brewers taking on the Dodgers um, and St. Louis at home uh, to potentially softer opposition in the Rockies, the, the the Cards know this is an opportunity to put a little bit of distance between themselves and Milwaukee. They've won um, seven from their last 10 where Milwaukee scuffing a little bit having won four and again difficult series they're playing they've got that two game lead. we were high on St. Louis um, being able to stretch the legs and get away from Milwaukee in the second half and I think they're going to be able to do it I do like what Montgomery's done um, in his couple of starts for St. Louis and uh, Colorado just terrible on the road they're such a bad road team um, they win one in every three games so you'd want a bigger price really and um, and again, you'd want them to be playing some softer opposition uh, if you want to get a road win for Colorado. So uh, St. Louis on the run line uh, was my pick at plus one twenty five.
2: Malcolm, you um, missed the Mets game.
0: Sugar, I did. You know what? Sugar. Before before we did the Tigers game, I checked because that seven ten and that seven twenty. I thought oh, that's all right. I've got my eye on the Mets. It's all under control. Uh, since then, I've gone whizzed past it.
1: Uh, Oh, you know he did on purpose, Dylan.
0: Yeah, it's one for Jeff Fox to take off his bingo card and he he enjoys that. Uh, God damn it. 7.20 (laughs) Eastern first pitch is the New York Mets, uh, funnily enough, against the Atlanta Braves, which is Max Scherzer um, and Jake Odorizzi goes for the Braves. Um, I've got no chance of finding where these lines are on my list. Oh, there they are. Uh, New York Mets, minus 140 Uh, behind Mad Max. The Braves are plus 120. Total at seven and a half. Um, I kept this away from you again, Dylan. Munaf, lead us off off with the Mets at the Braves.
1: Yeah, Mad Max on the mound for the uh, New York Mets here. And again, we talked about how this is a big series for them. Uh, but Mad Max has been absolutely incredible. Uh, I mean, for the whole season, there's no better way of putting it. Uh, or his last five games, he's probably the next hottest pitcher behind Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease. Two and one with a 1.34 ERA, only allowed five earned runs in 33 and two thirds innings pitch. He's been absolutely incredible against the Atlanta Braves this season um, in two starts. He's 2-0 with a point six four ERA, 14 innings pitched, one earned run, 20 strikeouts against the Atlanta Braves on the road this season, 4-1 with a 2.16 ERA. So he, he's dealing right now, and I really want to see how he's done or what the final scores have kind of been uh, in those two games where he started against the Braves this season. One was on July 11th where the uh, Mets won that game four to one. And then uh, last or sorry, not last week, but August 6th in New York, the uh, Mets also won that game six to two. So I like what I'm seeing here. I think there's a lot of value here on the run line for the New York Mets. Um, Give me the run line here with the New York Mets. I see that number. Um, minus one and a half at plus 125. I love that, so let's go Mets and Max Mad Max against Jayco Dorisi here. Excellent, a little
0: bit extravagant there, Moon Off. Uh, Dylan, you got to be happy with Moon Off's handicap.
2: Oh, I love it, I love it. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go Mets. Obviously, I'm going to be on the Mets. Uh, I want to address the game yesterday real quick, it, it was bound to happen, boys. Uh, I'm glad the Mets got it out of their system, but. I, I was talking to one of my friends and saying, "Hey, yo, we're we're really healthy right now." And then, just like that, we lose two players in 24 hours. So Luis Guillorme, he's out for three to four weeks, and Cookie Carrasco, he left yesterday's game. He'll be out with three to four weeks. So we got we got to look towards other players. We did just call up our number two prospect um, to come up and play the infield a little bit for us. So guys, got to pick up the slack at, while uh, until they return. So. But with our ace on the mound, I think this is a must-win. Especially if we don't win tonight with Taiwan Walker, we got to split the series with Scherzer and Degrom going in the last two games. So, uh, like Moonop said, Scherzer's pitched really, really well against the Braves this year. He's only allowed one run in 14 innings against the Braves, and Mets won both of those games he started by two or more runs. So, I think they come come out guns blazing. I do like the play on the run line, but I'm just going to take him straight up. Give me the Mets on the money line.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised at the lack of opportunity that a couple of the um, Mets prospects have had so far this season. Seems like a good environment. We've got some games uh, into them. Who's I did? I haven't seen it. Is it Brett Beatty that's come up today, Dylan? Yes,
2: yeah. sir.
0: Yeah, OK. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I've got the over in this one. Uh, obviously, it has been uh, light up, but I think we're going to get a, a bounce-back uh, game from the Mets. And it, it is a big series, uh, Atlanta. Uh, Will be put up a lot of runs last night, and I just thought seven and a half was a little bit low. Uh, Moon likes the Mets on the run line, so yeah, we could get some we can get some runs here. I think he said the last game finished six to two. Uh, so, a repeat of that, um, we'll get to eight runs and we'll cash the over seven and a half there for me. 805 Eastern first pitch, Oakland Athletics at the Texas Rangers. Adam Oller for Oakland and Cole Ragins, we didn't know how to pronounce his name last week. We don't know this Left handed pitcher will go for the Texas Rangers. Oakland plus one forty five. Texas minus one seventy. Total at eight and a half. I mean, what you what you, who wants to handicap? This is horrible. Um, two names to cut you come off a handicapping Max Scherzer and Oder Easy again, where with the Mets and the Braves, and then we get Oller and Reagans. But listen, a plus one seventy winner's a plus one seventy winner, whether it's with uh, whether it's with the Mets and Cheers or whether it's with Oakland and Ola, um, Ola, should, I'm, I've got the word horrible written down. I've got it crossed out because he hasn't been horrible. And then I've, I've, re- I've kindly upgraded him to well below average from horrible on my notes here. He's given um, two, four, four, three, and three, which I don't think constitutes horrible, but it is well below average. Three of his last five starts have been against Houston, actually. Uh, so. He'd be sick of the sight of the Astros. Uh, so yeah, 726 ERA from Ola tells you kind of everything you need to know. Um, Cole Reagans, at least he hasn't had time to prove how bad he's going to be yet. So you might have that as an advantage um over Ola. Owen one with a 482 ERA, is pitched nine and one third with four strikeouts. Um, two starts he's had one good, one bad. Who knows? I absolutely no idea. You take the over if Oakland could score and he runs. Um, Yeah, I've got nothing to I'm taking the over at minus 110, but there's not an awful lot of science behind it. But I'm guessing, Munaf, what can you tell me about this?
1: I mean, you said at the top, these are two bad pitchers. And I think the only way I I agree with you about the over in this game, I mean, Oakland sneakily can put up runs, you know, against bad pitching, you know, um, so... Uh, we talked about Ad- Adam Aller, and he has just been really, really atrocious this season. 1-5, in five, 7.26 ERA. He gave up five earned runs to the Texas Rangers. I know this was back in April, but I get, if you kind of look at him recently, he's been giving up the runs as well. And like you mentioned, it was against the Astros throughout his last five starts, but he also gave up four to the Giants, who we know are not a very good offense. He gave up four to the Chicago White Sox as well in and six and a third innings pitch. So maybe if you find a four and a half, For the first five innings between these two pitchers, I think that we can see a 4-2, 3-3. I think we can get above a number of 4.5 or 5 within the first five innings. So I'm going to just fade both these pitchers early on, giving the first five over.
0: Dylan, what's the magic number in this
2: one? I actually got on the other side. I went under. I got it at a 9. I set my total at 8.2, but... I really don't want any parts of this game, to be honest. Like you said, Malcolm, uh, the A's just can't buy a win right now. They've gone under this number in three straight games, while the Rangers, they're 6-3 and 1 towards under in their last 10 games. So both teams just really struggling to put runs on the board. So I'm probably not going to play it, but for the show, I'll lean under.
0: OK, three games left to handicap tonight on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Trade Coffee, uh, one of our trusted sponsors here. Uh, Trade Coffee uh, connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made by using uh, craft roasters from all around the country. Uh, Big businesses from um, big and small businesses in fact. Uh, You need to take the quiz um, over at Trade Coffee where they will match you uh, with a coffee that's perfect for you, uh, expert-tasted coffee. They keep 450 different kinds live and ready. So after you've taken the quiz and you get your likes and preferences, uh, that can be matched in a bespoke fashion, and they will send you a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground, for however you brew it at home. Uh, and if they guarantee you love your first order; they'll replace it for free. Uh, traders will deliver over five million bags of fresh coffee. Um, Trade are offering new subscribers a total of $30 off the first order. Plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. So get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade Coffee find you a coffee that you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And Dave, the banking app that can help you uh, out of a little hole, if you need a few quid in uh, short notice for those unexpected bills, car repairs, that kind of thing, uh, Dave is the banking app that can help you do that by giving you five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash, uh, so more money to fill your gas tank, get the shopping in, etc. Whatever you need to do. Um, if you download the Dave app from the app store right now, that's D A V E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For T's and C's, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. It's a member of the FDIC. Next, 810 Eastern first pitch. The Houston Astros at the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Fram Valdez for Houston. And Michael Kopech gets to start for the Chicago White Sox. The Astros are minus 145. The White Sox are home puppy at plus 25. Totally set at eight. Uh, Munaf, the hometown Houston Astros view. But firstly, um, what did you make of that video of uh, Tony La Russa pinch running Adam Engel? Uh, because that bloke in the second row of the crowd told him to.
1: Yeah, I think they should hire him as a manager. I mean, they, it's probably a cheaper contract too, but... I mean, he was right at the end of the day for for him to (laughs) get in there and pinch run. But, yeah, White Sox pulled out the victory last night. Uh, I think that was a huge mistake by Dusty Baker last night pulling out um, Jose Arcady. He was absolutely dealing. And then Montero comes in and it really blows it up. But um, as far as this game, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Framber Valdez. And we talked a lot about a lot of pitchers that we want to – that for whatever reason struggle at home but do very well on the road. And I think Framber Valdez is one of those pitchers – for the Houston Astros. And you kind of take a look at the numbers overall in the season 11 and 4 with a 2.73 ERA. On the road this season, he's 8 and 2 with a 2.18 ERA. Um, did have one start earlier this year against the Chicago White Sox. He, it, it was uh, below his standards where he did go six innings and did allow three earned runs in that game, did strike out seven uh, batters. Um, but I think he's been in great form. You know, I know he's given up at least three earned runs in every single, or at least in uh, three out of the last four starts for the uh, Houston Astros. But I, I think this is a game where I think that he can come out and pitch. Well, um, again, the Astros are, are they're just in good form right now. And they, they had that game, the game uh, in the bag on Monday night before a, just a mistake made by the manager, like I mentioned. But um, I, I do like the Astros in this game. I don't know. Michael Kopech has been going along pretty well for the, um, for the white Sox as well. Um, he is a let's see four and eight on the season with a three point one eight ERA, and he uh, he did face the Astros earlier this year. Uh, in five innings, he did allow four earned runs to them. gave up two long bombs to the Houston Astros at at home this season. Despite the ERA being great, Malcolm at two point eight one, he's only one and four at home this season. So number one, that's just kind of tell me he's not getting the run support. I mean, when you have an offense like this coming against Houston Astros with a pitcher that has been pretty good for the Red Sox, sorry for the Astros over the um past five games I think this is a game where the Astros will come out and get the victory uh, in this game against the White Sox so give me the Astros money line
0: yeah well I'll chip in there because I made the exact same pick Houston um, on the money line Just it was really the don't the pitching matchup I think on the day the White Sox can compete um, I know Noah posted in our chat earlier on a little stat about just not how bad the White Sox haven't been I know because we've been absolutely panning them and it kind of makes you it, it makes them sound like they've been getting beat, um, yeah. but I think they've got the best record. Was it the best American League record over the last thirty games? Maybe. Um,
1: uh, let me double check.
0: It was something like that. Over the last, I think it was the last thirty games, they've got the best record in the American League. So they haven't been as abject as uh, we've been making out. So yeah, this just came down to the pictures for me, and yeah, I love what Valdez has been doing. So minus one forty-five just fitted into the price. I was happy to take. Uh, Dylan, um, White Sox at home to Houston.
2: Yeah, I do agree with the play on the um, Astros, but a play I, I like and I'm much more confident in is I'm going to go under eight in this Astro-White Sox game. I made my line 7.7. Even though Michael Kopech is one and four at home, he's pitched really well, two, 281 ERA, and he didn't pitch all that bad against the Astros in his first start against him. It was probably his second worst outing of the year, but the game still ended uh, four to three. So the game went under. His last three starts at home, he's two and one uh, in eighteen innings, and he's only given up four runs. So with Framber Valdez now, he's been lights out on the road, like off said, seven and two with a two twenty one ERA. His last three meetings, the last three meetings, excuse me, between these clubs have gone under as well. So. I think we see another low scoring game. Give me the under, eight and a half, eight at minus 115.
0: Yeah, um, the White Sox was two games back in that division. And kind of the way we've been talking, uh, you'd think there were sort of Kansas City and Detroit, you'd think there were 14 or 15 games back, and they just haven't been. Uh, we've got a proper three horse race in that division. Cleveland, uh, two games ahead of both Minnesota. And the uh, Chicago White Sox might be worth revisiting those divisional odds uh, if we get a chance. Uh, The penultimate game here is the A 10 Eastern first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the Milwaukee Brewers. Tony Gonsolin for the LA Dodgers. And the lefty Eric Lauer is on the hill for the Brewers. The Lions, Detroit, Detroit, LA Dodgers, minus 165. The Milwaukee Brewers, plus 140 total. Set at eight, it's got absolutely nothing to do with Detroit. Uh, Dylan, lead us off with the Dodgers at the Brewers.
2: Yeah, the Dodgers got back in the winning column last night, but this total seemed a little low for me. I made my total eight and a half. And if we look at the Dodgers' last 10 games, they're six, three, and one toward the over. So with with, the, with these pitchers, I think some regression is going to start to kick in at some point for Goslin and Lauer. Goslin has already shown some signs on the road giving up some runs, three, and five on the road. And Lauer, his last three starts at home, two of them, they went way over the number. So I think with the bats on both sides of the plate, I think we see some runs tomorrow night. So give me the over eight.
1: Uh, Moonath Dodgers at Brewers. Yeah, Tony Gonsolin, I mean, look, I mean, just looking at his record 14 and 1 with a 2.24 ERA, undefeated at home, so uh, sorry, on the road so far this year. Um, I mean, I want to dig into his game log and see what the run line has looked like for the Dodgers in his start. So his last start was against the Royals. They won 8 to 3, 7 to 3 against the Rockies, 7 to 6 against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So not only is he getting the run support on the road, but they're also covering the run line against the Braves, 5 to 3, against the Reds, 8 to 2. 4-1 Four to one victory over against the White Sox, so you kind of see where I'm getting at here. Um, I agree about the over, but I'm going to take a different angle. I'm gonna take the team total over for the um, LA Dodgers, and I'm going to take the run line here as well. I know Eric Lauer has been pretty good at home over his uh, over the course of the season, where he is four and one with a two point six five ERA. But I just feel like this may be a game where he gets in a little bit of trouble against one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the entire uh, MLB in the Dodgers. So give me Dodgers team, Dodgers team total over over, and also the run line for the Dodgers in this game as well.
0: Yeah, exactly the same enough. LA Dodgers run line for me. You just have to keep rolling with it. They keep winning. They keep winning by plenty. Um, I can't state often enough how out I am on the Brewers offense. They didn't... They, Shut them out last night, I think. Monday night's game, is that right? It finished 4 nothing. It says in the standings the Brewers have scored 516 runs. That's fake news. I've watched them. They've scored about 12 runs all season. They haven't scored that many. I'm going to check that out. Um, So, yeah, the same thing. The Dodgers will score some runs and the Brewers won't. Therefore, uh, the Dodgers' run line, minus 105, is the obvious bet. Last up, 9.45 Eastern, is the... Arizona Diamondbacks at the San Francisco Giants, uh, where Zach Davis will go for the D-backs and Carlos Rodon, left-handed pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I have got the D-backs at plus 170. The Giants are 2-1 to one on minus 200. Total here is set at 7.5. Uh, Zach Davis is 2-4, 4-11 four, ERA, 92 in his pitch, 68 strikeouts. Rodon is eleven and six, two ninety-five ERA, 134 and one third with 168 strikeouts. Davis is struggling. 509 ERA in his last five starts. Um he's had one decent start in that span, but you're really not hopeful of another one. Um they're like Hens Teeth, um, good start here for Zach Davis. Uh, Connor, Rodon. He had two really bad starts at the end of July, but he's back on track now. I think that was his wobble for the season. Um, So I think we can trust him here. Um, This just seemed quite straightforward as as a San Francisco Giants run line for me. Uh, Plus 120, again, relatively low scoring, but they're at least a couple of runs better than the D-backs in this spot. So uh, give me the Giants on the run line at plus 120, me
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that you know when we talk about Zach Davies, he's just hasn't been you know the pitcher. I guess he was when he was with uh, actually the Cubs, where he was doing actually pretty good with them. But you know, this season, two and four with a four point one one ERA. Last five games hasn't been good. Zero and one with a five point zero nine ERA on the road. One and three with a five ERA. You kind of see where I'm getting at here, and and I want to see how he's done against the Giants. Um, at least, if he has faced them over the past couple of seasons. So last two, you know, last last season with the Cubs, he did face them twice, and he got blown up in both of those games against the Giants. He gave up four earned runs in four and one thirds of an innings, and then five earned runs in just uh, two innings against the Cubbies. And now you have Carlos Rodon on the mound, who's been absolutely brilliant this season. I'm kind of looking at how the Arizona Diamondbacks have done against left handed pitching over the last two weeks. They rank number 25 in WRC plus um, and in the same span and slugging percentage, they are also dead last. So I think this is a good spot for the uh, Colorado. Sorry for the um, Carlos Rodon led uh, San Francisco Giants here in this game. So I like the run line in this game uh, for the uh, Giants as well. I think that's the one way to look at it. Also probably also uh, Giants team total in this game as well, Malcolm.
0: Yeah, been a, a little bit too much agreement on this episode tonight. Uh, it's quite concerning. Uh, Dylan, can you? Is this a team ride?
2: I gotta end the show with a nice plus money price. So, dog of the day, give me the Giants here on the run line.
0: <laughs> oh, this is a team ride.
2: You almost, you almost thought I took the D backs real quick, but I, I did. Yeah, I can't. Oh, Carlos, Carlos Ron, he's been terrific at home, six and one with a 189 ERA. The Giants have covered the run line two of the, his last three starts. And Rodon has actually lost to the Snakes both times he's faced them. But it's important to know both of those games were on the road. So back at home, I think he'll have a little more success. Pitcher's ballpark in San Francisco. You got to think he knows that as well. So maybe a little revenge factor for Rodon as well. But... This is more of a fate of Zach Davies, who's been awful on the road. The D-backs have only won two of Davies' nine starts on the road and they were against the Reds and the Nationals, two of the worst teams in the league. So I just think this is a bad spot for him and the Snakes. So give me the Giants to win comfortably, minus one and a half.
0: Okay, so 15 games, uh, thoroughly handicapped. Dylan will let you carry straight on into your lock and dog picks, please.
2: Yes, sir. So, like I just said, Giants run line is my dog for all the reasons I just said. And for my lock, give me the Mets. Give me Max Scherzer on the money oh, line. Oh,
0: my I just, God.
2: Yeah, I, I need it. Scherzer's been, he's pitched well. As has mentioned, a lot of running teenagers against the Braves. So, I think, he's especially if we lose tonight, I, I think he's going to come out laser focused. That man is... He's something. When he's focused, he's slapping hands so hard in the dugout. So I, I think the team rallies around that. So I, I think the Mets need this win. Give me the Mets on the money line.
0: So for the 37th consecutive show, Dylan gives up the Mets That's as his lock of the That's day. That's a lie. That's <laughs> a lie. It's virgin on a world record at this point. Dylan uh, mood half what have you got?
1: Yeah, I, I got to agree with Dylan here. But for my dog of the day, I'm taking the Mets run line here. I think that's just a Total lot work. of good value here with the Mets, with Max Mad Max on the mound. And we mentioned the two starts that he's had this season. I know it's a very small sample, but it's Mad Max. He's in great form right now. Like I mentioned, he's probably the third best pitcher right now behind Dylan's season, Justin Verlander. Maybe in the conversation for being – the best one so far those three guys but if you're giving me a run line price of minus one and a half plus 125 with the new york mets i'm going to take that up as my dog of the day um and i think again we mentioned that this is a big series for them and if they do lose tonight um i oh, sorry on uh, tuesday night the look for Shirts to just come out and dominate tomorrow against the atlanta Braves. so i'll take that as my uh dog of the day minus one and a half plus 125 with the mets run line um for my lock, uh, there was, I don't know why I was struggling to come up with one here. Um, I think the one that really stood out to me uh, was uh, I was torn between two, and I think I'm going to go with a total. And let's go with the Rays and Yankees. Give me the under eight in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we talked about how both of these offenses are just struggling right now. Uh, uh, Domingo Herman has looked good since he's returned for the Yankees. Um, and I want, I, I want to see the offenses turned around for the Yankees. And, and since the all-star break, they just haven't been very good. We saw that last night on Monday night where they just weren't able to get any runs produced. Guys are swinging out. So striking out at a very alarming rate right now. And without guys that can hit for average for this team, it's just like they're relying on the home run ball, especially in Yankee stadium. So I think Kluber can pitch a good enough game here. and I think Armand can continue to, uh, you know, do what he has been doing and, and contain the bats of the race. So give me the under eight in this game. as my lock. Okay. Then, um, right. I had, when I, I
0: blacked out in the middle of this episode, I had a little run of dogs that I was going to get to, and I missed the handicap for all of them. I had Baltimore, uh, plus plus one forty, but then I, I was followed up. I liked Miami at plus plus one twenty. I didn't hear what you boys said either. Um, and I quite like Pittsburgh at plus 26. I've got a load of dogs and I've got a load of run lines as well. Um, I'm going to give out two run lines here. Uh, for my luck, I'm going to stick with the Dodgers. Like I say, the uh, Brewers, I've never seen them score a run. So I'll take the Dodgers uh, on the run line at minus 105. And I'm going to completely fly in the face of one of Dylan's picks. And I'm going to take St. Louis on the run line. Um, at plus 125 against Colorado I just think they're in a good sport like I say they, they're seeing the Brewers struggle they really want to put some distance between them it's a big chance for them uh, and Colorado on the road super incredibly hard so yeah it could be St. Louis uh, behind Montgomery and off the back of his a couple of good starts as well since he came across through the cards and that is that um, cheers boys thank you everyone for listening for joining uh, in the live chat um, Dylan anything you need to tell us before we crack on
2: no, nothing much. Just going to try to enjoy my night, try to have another uh, profitable day.
0: Uh, Moonath, I've got my pen in my hand here. Uh, Sunday night in the DJs draft, I've got pick one. I am 101. Uh, so there's nothing the boys can do about it. Um, what name do I need to write down? You are the host of the uh, Football Gambling Podcast. You're the man. Who am I writing down?
1: I'm host of the NFL Gambling Podcast, not the Fantasy Football Podcast. You're asking the wrong guy. Oh. So that's a different thing. Is it, you, don't you have dumb, no lead. Why, why do you look so dumbfounded when I just said that? If I had well, to give you a number one uh, overall pick, Justin Jefferson.
0: Is it? Oh, what is Bob?
1: Yeah. What is it, Half point PPR? PPR? Half point? Half. Oh, man. I don't Half know. Point. Uh, God, you kind of put me on the spot here. Um, I will direct you to the Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you tune <laughs> into the Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm a man of the network. I am not going to give you misinformations. But if you do want season-long bets on division previews and such, me and Dylan knocked one out last Mm. week. Two more dropped over the course of uh, the last two days. So please check those out. Yeah, I set you up
0: there, Moon. I have to advertise. That that was my plan the entire uh, time. I did listen to an episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast today. They were talking about... uh, Running backs who've been going up and down the uh, the rankings. So yeah, I've been all over it. Um, well, you were no help whatsoever, Moon. I thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> cheers, everyone, for listening. Um, we will be back tomorrow in some capacity. Um, good luck with all your bets. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.